Hey everybody, welcome to our final episode on uh, the topic of slowing down here on Strange Days. And as we've said earlier, it's falling into a sort of bigger journey of uh, emotional health. And uh, next week, what I want to let you know is the next three or four episodes coming up, we're going to do a, a small season on the rule of life. What is a rule of life? Um, that might be familiar language to some of you. Um, for many of you, it might not be. At the beginning of this year, I wasn't able to tell you what a rule of life is. Um, and so we're going to be chatting about that. But essentially, it's a way of organizing your life, um, setting up a framework for your life to flourish. And we'll chat more about that, that next week. But it, it comes well, it comes at a very good time off the back of the series of slowing down because both Pete Scazzaro and John Malcoma's books, um, when they talk about hurriedness being a problem and the need to slow down, both recommend that uh, pursuing and figuring out a rule of life is, is one of the main things that's going to help you to um, have union with God and a slower-paced life. And so join us for that. Uh, but what we're going to do today is just finish off some of these very practical ideas when it comes to how do we slow down. And yesterday I mentioned that uh, John Mark Cooper advises us to uh, try and gamify this stuff. And what he means is... Um, you turn turn these little things into little games and little challenges that actually end up becoming habits in your life. And so now we went through eight yesterday. We're going to go through uh, another like 12 or 13, I think it is today. Um, and they're literally small practical ideas to help us figure out how to slow down, how to carve out time, how to um, not be uh, ruled and driven by the fast-paced world that we find ourselves in. So here we go. We're going to get into this now. Um, are you with me? Let's go. We're going to call it number nine because we're it, picking up from yesterday. Number nine, uh, John Mark Fomer's, uh, Comer's advice is to get a flip phone. I don't even know if you can get those anymore. But his, his point being was um, if you got a flip phone, you you have to actually physically open it and to be able to, to be able to see what's going on. You don't have alerts popping up all the time that, that bother you and draw your attention. And so uh, that's another, another way for you to, in a sense, disconnect from the hustle and bustle that's going on. Then another phrase that he uses, which is number 10 here, is parent your phone. Uh, if you're part of inner city, especially Seapoint, you might have heard Steph uh, talk about this. He's, he, he's been figuring, out of, uh, figuring it out over this year. But parenting your phone means um, putting it to bed, um, you know, uh, make it go to sleep. Uh, you, you know, it, it, it has to do time out. Uh, you have to treat it like a child, basically. Um, and before you go to bed, you put your phone to bed. And then you've got some time alone without the phone ruling your life and so parenting your phone is a very very helpful thing let you know let prayer be the thing you turn to first in the morning not instagram or whatever it might be and um, this is sounds small but it's huge and it actually reveals to us what our priorities are and where we go to for comfort for um knowledge for uh joy to be honest so parent your phone number 11 set times for emails the more email you do the more email you do that's just that's just truth. I remember when I was in students ministry, I did it the same for WhatsApp. I set I set a time aside for communication because I, I remember the, the days when leading students, I would go to bed at nine o'clock at night, having cleared my WhatsApp inbox. I would wake up in the morning to I kid you, sometimes it was seventeen to twenty WhatsApps at seven o'clock in the morning by the time I woke up because that's how we you know we communicated. That was, that was my ministry. These are my people. And but I ended up having to set a time for WhatsApp. And so the the, the thought here is do the same for email, whether that's a, a, an hour in the morning and an hour in the afternoon or just an hour in the afternoon. Whatever can can work for your job, do it. Uh, it'll it'll really really save you. And the more you reply and the more you get in, the more emails you're going to get back. So remember that. Number twelve. 
set a time and a time limit for social media. Um, I think this is huge. I've actually feel like I've made a bit of a resurgence in social media since lockdown. I feel like I hardly was on Facebook for the last year or two, but um, it's just it's been very convenient to just browse Facebook these days, especially with um, all the political stuff happening. I found that interesting, but that actually creates more anxiety. And so actually, like I used to do with WhatsApp, we need to set a time and then a time limit for how much time we're on social media. You can get that app uh, that measures how much time you're spending on certain apps on your phone. I think all of us would be surprised, or at least many of us would be surprised, just how much time we spend um, on social media. And it's typically not social media that was used for work or for um, you know, filling up your, your God tank, but it's typically more frivolous social stuff. Or even if it is interesting, uh, you know, world news, normally we intake so much to an unhealthy degree that it just causes an underlying, underlying anxiety. So we need to set a limit for that. Number 13, kill your TV. Uh, again, these are not hard and fast rules. Not all of you have to do every single one of these. Um, I'm probably not going to kill my TV because it's. I, I, I don't feel like I'm dominated by it. Um, but some of you will sit and watch Netflix for hours and hours and hours. Um, if 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 that's the case for you, take a Sabbath from your TV, like literally. Uh, and maybe it's an extended one. Maybe it's a sabbatical from your TV for seven months. Kill your TV. Whatever it looks like, figure it out. Um, but probably reducing screen time is uh, needed. Number 14 is an interesting one. Um, he calls it single tasking. And I think this is huge. We all think we're pros at multitasking, even the guys who apparently can't do it. We try to multitask all the time. And what that does is, is it, it, it breaks our concentration. We're unable to actually give ourselves wholly and committed to something. Um, and actually, we end up diminishing our ability uh, at what we're doing on either of those things. And guys, we multi-screen all the time. We've got a Zoom call going, plus there's a movie happening on the left, and there's a WhatsApp chat happening on the right. Um, and I think, it, again, it removes presentness from the moment, which removes peace, removes joy. We're unable to be satisfied um, where we are. And that's a huge indicator of something that's emotionally and spiritually wrong. So let's try to figure out how to be single task people. If we're watching a, uh, if we're watching a, pod, uh, watching a sermon, watch the sermon. If we are chatting to someone on the phone, chat to them on the phone. If we are reading a book, read a book as opposed to if we're playing with our kid I, like i'm guilty of this i'm guilty of listening to a podcast while playing with my son um whatever it is let's try to be present to the moment as much as we can number 15 walk slower john mark homer actually talks about uh, a thing that he used to do when he was a kid and i i know i've done it where i literally would um get frustrated at people in the malls who are who are walking slowly and i would almost pride myself in the way i was able to just weave through traffic in the malls like foot traffic um, but actually one of the best ways to slow down sort of our overall pace of life is to literally physically slow down our bodies and force ourselves to move slower through this world. Um, if there was ever someone who had command of a, a cinema screen and um, had a presence when they walked in a room, uh, Denzel Washington would be one of those guys. And um, I worked, worked on a, a set with Denzel when he was uh, filming a movie here in Cape Town called Safe House. Go check it out. It's great. My name's also in the credits. Um, but I just remember him um, walking at such a ridiculously slow pace. He would walk from his trailer to set at a ridiculously slow pace. But there was just something. Uh, he had a command of his environment. He had a command of himself and where he was at. And, um, and there was just a, a sense in which he was able to literally take stock of things, probably because he had learned to slow himself down. I just It was something I, I very much noticed in him. Number 16. Take a regular day alone for silence and solitude. 
Now, I don't know how often you can do this, and if you haven't listened to our episodes on Silence and Solitude, it was the very first season we did on Strange Days, you can go back and listen to that. And in there, we're encouraging us to try to figure out how to take Silence and Solitude daily, but also on a, on a, on a bigger level, you know, every week or every month, whatever it looks like. Um, a day alone for Silence and Solitude, it's going to depend who you are, what stage of life you're in. I'm probably not going to get a day of Silence and Solitude for a while because I have a, I have a, I have a very small kid. Um, for some of you, uh, it's probably worth figuring out trying to do it once a month uh, to literally disconnect from the world, get alone with yourself and with God without distractions. I think that would serve us hugely. Number 17, take up journaling. Now, I used to journal a lot. I haven't journaled much recently, um, but this is a, a, a brilliant way to be able to reflect, focus, think on your life, uh, be prayerful at the same time. And it helps you to take stock of things. It helps you to be intentional with your life, which is the big idea. And so I want to commend journaling to you as a way of, of, of slowing down and thinking through, uh, you know, where are you at? Where are your thoughts at? Where are your emotions at? Um, you know, guys talk about uh, letting our souls catch up with our bodies. I do think journaling is a way to do that. As is number 18, which is um, experiment with mindfulness and meditation. Mindfulness is quite a secular uh, concept, um, but essentially what John Marcoma is getting at here is basically the practice of silence and solitude. And I would say that is a, a very Christian version of, of uh, what secular people are calling mindfulness. But, but, but meditation in terms of um, dwelling on a scripture and casting your mind purely onto God um, in a very focused way, which is all the stuff we've chatted about in Silence and Solitude, is a huge way to slow down. Just be present to the moment. Recognize that you are in the presence of God. The Holy Spirit is in you and around you. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing to presence yourself in the moment, in the presence of God. Number 19, if you can, take a long vacation. Um, and, and I totally agree with this. Uh, once a year at least, I try to take two to three weeks uh, leave in one solid block. Um, what that does, I just, I just remember someone saying helpfully, what you actually need to mentally switch off is to not be able to see the end of leave as you're beginning it. And two to three weeks, like you, it's, 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 it, you know, you can hardly see that, that return to work when you're starting. You're in this completely other world, which is huge for you to disconnect again from the hustle and bustle of life and give your body, your soul, your family some well-deserved rest. Um, the stuff that you would do on a Sabbath that we've spoken about, which is meant to be a, a little holiday once a week, now you can do that for two to three weeks of worship and delight and rest. And that is going to be so good for us. I just want to recommend that. Two more, and then we're done. Number 20, cook your own food and eat in. That's going to cause you to slow down, to have to put the time aside, to cook the time aside, to, uh, if you are living with a digs mate or a spouse or family, connect with them. Um, it's going to cause you to focus on an activity, and it's it's something just delightful and slow, and, and, and it, again, it removes you from the hustle and bustle of, what's the word? Fast food. There it is. It's in the title. Fast food. It's easy. It's convenient, and we fall prey to it all the time. So cook your own food as much as you can. Lockdown's actually, let's be honest, it's been amazing for that in many ways. Um, we've, we haven't eaten in so much in so long, and it's been so good for our budget, probably our health and our mental health. And so my final one is this, guys. Number 21, Pete Scazzaro said, read books slowly, especially devotional type books. And I've been trying to do that. I have been working my way 
very slowly through Matthew Henry's experience in God's presence. I read the first three chapters three times, and I'm only on to chapters four and five now. I'm, I'm reading through them twice. And it's so helpful. I mean, normally I would have finished this book in 10 days, you know, it's 13 chapters. And now I've been in it for two months, just slowly thinking through these things and pondering these things and massaging these truths into my heart about waiting on God and spending the day with God and um, uh, figuring out morning prayers. It's been so helpful to not rush and just get my soul to feast and learn and understand and be reshaped by these things. And so... I hope these have been some helpful tips. This has been maybe a slightly longer episode and I'm going to end it here and pray. But I really do pray that all of us find a way to slow down. And I really do think our next season on uh, figuring out a rule of life for yourself and your family, if, if, if you have a wife, a husband or kids, is going to be so, so, so helpful. So Father, thank you for this journey. Thank you so much for... Um, all these tips and all these small things, God, and I pray that you would use them. I pray that you pray you would use small, sometimes ridiculous things to actually help our souls, God. Help us carve out time. Help us to be people who move slower. Help us be people who have um, more room and flexibility and margin in their lives to, to love you well and love others well. God, we trust you with this journey. We know you are at work in our lives and we know you are never going to leave us the same. You are always wanting to, to bring us through to completion and conform us into the image of Jesus. And so we thank, thank you for that work. Amen.